Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, I've just started reading a new rugby book, boys. Oh? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm reading Smelling of Roses, A Rugby Life, the oh. autobiography of Stuart Barnes. That's interesting, because I've just found this book on the side here, and this one also says Smelling of Roses, an autobiography from Stuart Barnes. What, are you reading anything at the minute, Phil? As it happens, Tim, I've just started reading Smelling of Roses, A Rugby Life by Stuart Barnes. What are the chances? We're all reading Stuart Barnes' autobiography. I can't believe that. I, <laughs> the, the, the chances are infinitesimal. By any chance? Oh, you've both got your copy here as well. I've got mine. Yeah. By any chance, did you also buy your copy for 1p on Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One P still seemed a little bit expensive, to be honest. <laughs> well, let's 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 wait until we've read it before we judge. Um, right, so yeah, we're we're turning into rugby intellectuals in the rugby dungeon. We've all got a copy of Stuart Barnes's autobiography. Expect this to feature prominently on the next few podcasts. But uh, let's get on with this one right now. Hands in pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. See Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast made by rugby fans for rugby fans, but we don't take it or the game of rugby, that is, or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello, Tim. Phil is over there. Hi, Tim. Uh, you're probably listening on iTunes or Acast, and thank you very much for that. Um, just to leave, uh, well, a good couple of reviews have been left on iTunes. Let me just uh, give props to a couple of those. Um, so, yeah, if you just take a mo- minute out of your day, that's all it'll be, and it really does help. So thank you very much to uh, Shedlar who says um, the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast is ideal for drowning out the wife's snoring. Glad, Agreed. Glad to be a service. <laughs> Stimpso says the this podcast is the living with lions of podcasts. Um, Very good. Wow. And, <laughs> wow. And, and, and this, is, this is quite an in-depth um, review from Tomcat5724, who says, I've been listening to Brian Moore's wooden attempt at presenting. This podcast is a breath of fresh air. Not too serious, but enough depth to satisfy rugby fans. Uh, I listen every Monday morning on the way to work. Well, thank you very much, Tom Cat. Appreciate you being on board. Um, are we all sober? Yes. Fine. We're all fresh as Fine. daisies. Beautiful. Everything's going well. All right. So where should we crack on then with the rugby? Um, uh, televised games? It's always a good place to start. Was there a highlight of your rugby weekend, Phil, in your cane shirt? Uh, no, in my wonderful cane shirt, thanks to Statbacker and Hugh Rugby. Um, no, I, I did watch some of the Canes game. Uh, unfortunately, they lost. I think it was against the Sharks. Um, so I won't mention that. The rugby in the Chiefs Highlanders game was ridiculously skillful. Crude. It was very good. Actually. I, I couldn't believe that result. I know. I, incredible Chiefs, result. Chiefs been going great guns mm. all season. Yeah, I but Highlanders are the champs. But yeah, but Highlanders. Probably from what I've seen, didn't quite match up to last year. And even last year... But last year didn't really match up to last yeah, year. last year, Canes were the best team all season, and then uh, the Highlanders beat them in the final. The one that I can't really get over is Crusaders. They're meant to be terrible. Well, they, they got absolutely destroyed by like 70 points. Uh, I think it was against the Highlanders in pre-season. But then when they've got kind of the big names that they still have back, they've been superb as well. Uh, who are the big names? They've basically got a, a, a White Lock and they've got um, Kieran, Reed, Kieran Reed and Naholo and Ryan Cross. That's not too shabby, yeah. is it? But um, Ryan Cross- Israel Dag. 
I, I guess Easy D. I guess it's just because they lost Dan Carter. I just assume they can't do anything. Yeah. But, but like, if if any, so hang on. if Has Dan Carter been carried his whole career by by, by, by these, <laughs> it, it would appear so. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it. <laughs> if um if any team in the Viva Premiership or Pro Twelve had scored that try that Cruden scored, we yeah. w- we would be waxing lyrical about that and going on about this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen. But it was just it's just like standard Super Rugby fodder in terms of finishing. Yeah, yeah I tell you what, I love their twelve. Um, I can't remember his name now, but he's absolutely class. Charlie Natai. Charlie Natai. He's awesome. He's absolutely awesome. And uh, Naholo returned from injury, scoring two tries. Yeah, well, albeit they were they were relatively easy. Well, yeah, you say they're relatively easy. The first one, which he scored, he scored that. And it was a walking, but prior to that, he'd been battering down the opposite wing. And then 15 seconds later, he popped up on the, the other wing and walked over. Uh, Adam um, Lees has tweeted us at Rugby Podcast is where you can get in touch and we could uh, share your thoughts on the podcast. He said, Sunwolves. Uh, it's great to see the Sunwolves or um, the fire puppies uh, taking to Super Rugby so quickly. They've already learned how not to tackle or defend. <laughs> I did enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, as for matters in the Northern Hemisphere, there was some exciting stuff. I think the Pro 12 probably served up the, the most, because there was more on the line for more teams. Yeah. Um, they served up probably the most exciting stuff. That Connacht-Glasgow game was great. Connacht-Glasgow. I actually had uh, Glasgow to win that, and I'm very, very happy that Connacht did win and secured the home semi-final as well. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen much of the action, but it looks incredibly tense. Fourteen seven to Connor. It was. It was tense. Is tense is definitely the did, word. Uh, did you see the headbutt? Uh, well, hold on. Are you describing <laughs> it as a headbutt? Um, no, not really. Yeah, I was going to say there was there was one more uh, incident in which carry which is continuing the theme of is rug. Are we getting a little bit too pernickety over what's foul play and what's just playing rugby? It just seemed silly. It's just one of those things like it was silly. He was he was reckless. And was it reckless? I don't know. Was it? Yeah. Do you not think that was just a rucking? No. Uh, uh, like he oh, did lead with the head. JB, you've had a child and you have changed. You have gone <laughs> soft. Is, you have gone so soft. I, all I like is consistency. Now, given given the choice, you know, I would like I'd like to bring back full on rugby fights and you know, hear our boys shake hands, get on with it. I, that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Oh. But in the absence of that, all we can do is uh, apply consistent rules. Laws, sorry, but you, you don't get you don't get consistently. If someone, I think the, don't leave the head. I mean, so, so, so let's let's just set the scene. So there was a, a, a sort of failed ruck, and there was no ruck formed anymore. Scrum half was picking up the ball, um, or he was going in over the ball. I don't know which it was. Anyway, and you you basically had a scrum half versus a monstrous tight head prop. Yep, and the tight head prop, I I saw it as he might have been illegally rucking maybe he rucked the scrum half but I'd, I'd, I'd stop short of saying that that was a headbutt it was described in the little um, video I've got here as watch Glasgow's red card for flying headbutt yeah no <laughs> it's not that it's definitely yeah, not little that. Bit that, is click, tabloid. that is clickbait that is, uh, is big time the, clickbait is that the Daily Mail website <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's, by, here's by, what the here's what flying the, headbutts you won't believe I thought he, he maybe rucked the scrum half and and that was probably stupid penalty. But I think when you start saying, like, again, the ref used that phrase that you hate, JB. Here we go. What I'm seeing here, OK? And how I'm, I'm going to deal with this. I believe that is reckless use of the boot by five, which would have been dealt with by penalty only. OK? The whistle has clearly been blown. Three black has led with his head to the nine of green. Therefore, that's serious. Right, led with his head. Yeah. How else do you ruck but leading with your head? I'll tell you the problem I have with it, right, is what was he expecting? I mean, what was he expecting if his head goes first into someone else's head? I mean, it, it's stupid, not from a disciplinary point of view, but from a rugby point of view, because he yeah, could have led that with his shoulder. That doesn't mean red card. That's what I mean. He could that's... have smashed into him, picked him up. Well, I think he was intending to hit him with his shoulder. I don't think he was. I, I think... You see you see his head moving left and the scrum half's head moves right. So they both move the, the same idea, way. The idea there oh, was... Oh, God, you're, you're, was I can't believe, JB, you're changing. Um, you're, you're saying accidents... Can't happen. No, no, that, I don't think it's an accident. You think he headbutted him? I think he went in there to do damage because. Well, yeah, he, by rucking him hard. Because if he wasn't oh, there okay. to do to, uh, to do damage, he could have wrapped him up. He could have picked him up. 
Uh, you know, you could have got man and, and ball waiting you can't, for his mates to get around. He, he was, I, I, for all the times we say neck rolls and stuff like that are illegal and, and bad and stuff, I think you had someone there who, whose intention was to ruck, probably ruck the scrum half illegally. That was a, that was a, that was a penalty. Um, the, the unintended consequence of head-on-head collision, you can't stop. So uh, I, I just think it's another one of those examples it, of where, it, yeah, where, where suddenly an accident is being described yeah, as, not, as reckless foul play. Here's the thing, Tim. They're not both coming full steam ahead. Um, you know, and then colliding right. in traffic right. and uh, hitting heads because that is an accident. I feel like a stuck record but again. I, I just say an accident's been described as the, serious foul play. There's one guy standing still, like and there's another guy starting from a sta- uh, going from a standing start. It's completely avoidable, and he didn't avoid it, and that's silly. But it doesn't mean it's reckless foul play and a red card. But okay, okay. Phil, you're very quiet on the sidelines. <laughs> I've, I've not seen it, so I can't comment. Yes. Yeah. Instance. Well, I, I'm I'm certain you would. Have, well, do you want to do you want to look at it? <laughs> no, I think no. we've taken enough of, of this yeah. week's pod already oh, just, yeah. on this single incident. I can't believe how much you've changed, JB. Uh, no, I, I listened to an old I listened to an old podcast uh, recently, clarity. and J- JB is at least recognizing where the law has gone, and he's reacting to it. Yeah, it's just it's just a law change. I mean, we know exactly what it is now, and that's not a law change. Well, no, the overall. Yeah, but you know, you... that's no, no, but that's what I mean. You're, you're you're describing that as a law change. There's no law change in terms no, of. No, but you know exactly exactly. A headbutt's what's... always been a red card. Yeah, yeah, but you know exactly what to expect now. If a player goes down, well, that's that's very head... different. That's very different from a law change. Mm, guess so. But it's just no, no, that's, that's, that's kind of my point. What our expectation is of accident versus like sometimes basically accidents is now being dealt with like reckless foul play. Like, oh, oh, you didn't. Your head collided with his head. Oh well, sorry. You've got to go for a red card for a fly I, for a flying headbutt. I but okay. I don't enough. think that's what happened in, in in this case of. I say let the boys play. Let anyway. the boys play. <laughs> um, right, Aviva Premiership. Let's just jump over back over to England. We're sort of hopping all over the place at the minute. Let's let's hop over to England and pick a Premiership fifteen of the season based on the twenty two rounds that have been completed in the Aviva Premiership. Um, Let's pick a team because we'll probably come round to talking about some of the games as we as we go through this. Good idea. Okay. L- uh, three positions I struggled, and that was loose head six and twelve. Ah, interesting. It's so a- my, um, loose head and six, I had found relatively easy. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, who was your loose head? Should we start? Matt Mullen, I thought stood out from what oh. I've seen. Okay. Um, six for me has to be you as. Has to be used. Well, let's, let's get let's get six in a minute. So loose head, loose head. I I, I didn't think anyone stood out incredibly. Uh, I don't. Th- I can't think of someone who I went. Wow, well, they had an unbelievable season. Matt Mullen yeah. would be a good shout. Yeah, yeah but, he wasn't. He wasn't like the best player in the Premiership, but in his position, he was the one who I, I thought played best. The other one would be Mako Vunipola. Mako, yeah, is where I was going to go. Mako, Mako, Mako. I'm in danger of picking. Uh, Far too many Saracens yeah. players, so I went for Matt Mullen ahead right. of Mako. That's lucky you're not a member of the PFA. <laughs> not PFA. Hooker. PRA. Uh, hooker I yeah. found a little bit RPA. easier to come RPA up with contenders. Uh, my contenders would be Mike Haywood, yeah. Tommy Taylor, yeah. and Mullet Hyphen-Dickey. Although Jack Yendall's played a lot of the season, yeah. so I sort of knocked out Mullet Hyphen-Dickey well, and went Taylor or Haywood, probably the two most consistent for, and highest performing hookers of the season. Dave Ward. Uh, for his loose play, Tell yes. Tell you what, Dave Ward... That's open side. If he'd have played there all season, <laughs> he might have had a show. Dave Ward uh, threw a ball ball yesterday, and it couldn't have been more perfect to Luke Cowan-Dickey. <laughs> at, at the back of the line. <laughs> I, I, I said uh, Tommy Taylor, superb all season, and uh, a nod to McGuigan, the Newcastle oh, who's yeah. going to Leicester next year, but Tommy Taylor for me. All right, Tommy Taylor's in. Uh, tight head, I think Vadim Kobolash deserves to be mentioned for Definitely. being a, for being the, the rock in the cornerstone of the best pack, the best scrum in the league. Uh, however, my my mine went to Borislav. Yes, mine too. Petra Stiplasi, uh, which the- is an amazing story. Teammate of Phil's, what f- six, six, seven years ago? Uh, I think he left two thousand, uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So six, six years, years six ago. years ago. Wow. Teammate of Phil's, big old boy, yeah. went to Rotherham. Still no, a big old. He went, went to, to Nottingham. Nottingham, went Nottingham, to Nottingham. Who the, the fitness guy used to follow him round and make sure he ate properly. <laughs> uh, and in two seasons, that got him to Saracens. And now it, we, I, I always just assumed he was a squ- like a squad player. But to he, be he one of their for, best players, yeah, he was for a few years. He just appeared to be a squad player. Now at kind of thirty-four, the last two seasons really, he's been the the main man, well, cor- cornerstone of the pack. What I a story! Don't think we're giving away much here, but 
when me and Phil met him, we, we well we chatted to him at Saracen Sale, and not this yeah. season, last season. No, no, it was two. I think that was two seasons ago. Yeah, and he was very much like, well, we've got two seasons left, and I'll probably go into physiotherapy, and kind of very um, you know, thinking very so soberly about his future. Two seasons on, he's now probably one of the best props in the entire right. league. His best, he yeah, is best tight end in the league. According yeah, to I, us. I would say this season he has been single best tight end in the league. Second row, this this should be simple, shouldn't it? For me, it is. Yeah. Sarri's axis. Yeah, I'd say Maro so. Marrow and Cruz. I was trying to think who could break it. And there's no one who's no. had. I, I, I tell you what, um, the as a pairing, extra pairing go very, very well. Bryn Evans in sale has been the magnificent. Yeah, he's got a lot sale. of line He's got a lot of line outs deals. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, uh, you know, but not. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're. I don't think they're. Exeter ex- ex- pairing do work very well in a superb, pack, yeah. superbly well drilled pack. Um, the other one, the other two, and I don't think either has had enough game time. Could possibly be Kitchener or Slater, uh, and, uh, but neither, ooh, neither this season. No. Not sure what Slater. I think Barrow has had a good season. It's again, solid, solid. Yeah, we're just looking at people prize winning Marrow and and Cruz. So hundred percent. Let's leave it there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, back row then. So your six, Phil. Did you say? Yeah, I think he's been superb form. Uh, he's already won two Aviva Premiership players of the season and I think this arguably is his best season from what I've seen do you know who I'm talking about? Tom Croft Chris Robshaw Chris, Chris Robshaw. Robshaw ah yeah, Robshaw, that's interesting Robshaw is interesting but against uh, you as yesterday he well, didn't look good well, well no, actually that's wrong he looked great Robshaw, but he just Robshaw, was a ter- much worse team I'll tell you who Robshaw yesterday I thought was incredible yeah. I thought his work rate was sensational I thought there was quite a few uh, man-on-man Ewers and Clifford, and Ewers came out on top in virtually every single one. Yeah. So if you're looking for someone for England, for Ewers, I don't think he's played enough games this season because yeah. he had a period from... Well, that of... hasn't stopped Andy Goode getting uh, on the <laughs> nomination <laughs> for player of the year. Yeah, but we've got year. some credibility and integrity to Yes, we yeah. do. Unlike every single rugby player who voted for Andy <laughs> Goode. Can I just mention um, something else about Rob Shaw? And I think this kind of separates rugby from football. Which is Quinns were getting an absolute hiding. Uh, the referee made a decision on one of the tries. Um, was it a forward pass? Uh, was there some offside? Uh, and Robshaw dealt, uh, Robshaw dealt with it. Very calm, very respectful. Took the decision, walked off. But then it wasn't just the walking off. It wasn't just the lack of tantrums like you'd see in football. It was the fact that when the whistle went again, it was next job, get up. I'll just w- look after my thing, work as hard as I possibly can. He's a really good leader, even though he's not an England captain. Yeah. He's a really good leader. He's just a good bloke. And that um, that game, just you mentioned, we'll yeah. talk about the game. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. game was incredible. Yeah. And that that matchup. Uh, yeah. What happened? How was that? How how does that happen? Was it sixty four seventeen or sixty four twenty four? Oh no, uh, Harlequin scored a lot more a lot more points than that. Rich, Rich Porter tweeted. Uh, no, didn't. No, didh uh, Rich, right. Rich Porter tweeted to at Rugby Podcast says uh, Exeter Chiefs on fire today. There'll be some limping lads after that <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> Hashtag cock tap. And Bob Bridal says, uh, Oh um, no no no! Uh, said ten tries. Cock tap central. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see Jack Knoll scored a hat trick? On 54 minutes, he was whisked off after he scored his third try. <laughs> Bax was like, get him off! Get him off! He's got a game next week! <laughs> well, too, much co- too much. Yeah, I just want Rob Baxter. So tell us, uh, anything wrong with Jack? No, <laughs> no I just... Uh, preventative, too much cock-tapping can yeah. uh, put him off his game. It's cock-tap, right? A, name of a pub in Exeter, which we should set up. <laughs> B, a mail-order IPA, which we should set up. Which is it? <laughs> Uh, Chief Cocktap Exeter Cock Oh Chief Chief Cocktap Or Exeter Cocktap Or the Cocktap Ex- Chief Exeter Cocktap Would be our pub Yeah But we Chief should. Cocktap Would be what we have or on just, draft Or would it just be Chief co- Cocktap Just, just Cocktap I don't know oh, I don't, no, Maybe not as a drink I don't think that's too appetising Is it sounding <laughs> Yeah but you have a picture Disagree of a, a cockerel A bird <laughs> Oh exactly. yes Exactly well, What were you thinking of Never mind <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right back row Back row Back row So six We'll give it to Rob Shaw Seven Come on it's going to be George Smith Yeah All day Yes All day And number eight Walden uh, Well I would say Honourable mention for Walden But you've got to give it to Hughes Or oh, Billy Billy yeah But I don't think Billy's been as good As the other two And Tamana Harrison Also deserves a mention Tamana Harrison Does deserve a mention Very good point uh, I'm going to say Walden still sorry I, I would also go Billy. <laughs> I would we, we actually go Billy agree. over Hughes this year. Really? Yeah. Well, help us out. Help us out then. I but... think Waldron's been more consistent than Hughes, and I think that Billy has 
better individual games. He's had one or two games this season where he's just been amazing. Hughes, Billy, Tank. It's well, not, not, Hughes, bad, Billy, Tank. not bad options there, though. Do you know really when good. Hughes eventually qualifies? If Eddie Jones is really as good as he says he is, and I, I believe he is that good, actually, they should play all three in the England back row. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them fielding kicks, doing no work. Exactly no right. Exactly. Scrum half uh, was an interesting one. Uh, yeah. I... I I was I was tempted to go Francois Houha because of the um, the impact he had at Worcester. I, I, That's I, not a bad shout. I'd be tempted to go Strings. I, I think honourable mention for Strings. Um, Houha's not a bad shout just simply because of his impact. Yeah. Chud, Chudley's been great. It's just a yeah, Chudley keeping the team ticking along, just not messing about. Simple things. Well, Chudley and Danny Kerr are the two that I thought yeah. uh, across the full season have played best. I still him Strings. Okay, <laughs> go on, Phil. You can pick. Let's go Chudley then. Chudley. Well, well in Will Chudley. Uh, fly half. This is obviously, obviously Andy Goode. Obviously, obviously. He's nominated for player of the year. It's got to be Andy Goode. This is really difficult. I mean, he, the wins he, he engineered for Newcastle can't be overestimated because uh, it, it, it kept them up. Yeah, it really did. But Owen Farrell. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. He was just thinking of that form. We were talk- The way we were talking about him up until about a month ago. Not an RPA uh, nominee. Incredibly. Um... Let's just assume it is Owen Farrell. Who would be his next closest competitor? Steenson. Yeah, Steenson. Yeah. Gopeth played well for a lot of the season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Freddie Burns in patches has played very well, uh, mainly because of injury. Yeah, Burns recently has played very, very well. Actually. Yeah. Um, but we're giving it to Farrell. Yeah, yes. I think so. Um, right, centres. I didn't think there was a 12 that stood out. Um, I think Pietau since he's come in has been super. Has he played in the centre that much? No, his oh, sorry, his brother. Oh, right. Since he came yes. in after Christmas yes. has been super. Yeah, he's been excellent. Um, Besides that, Manu's not played enough, um, but has played very well since he's come back from injury. Can you give it? Can we put Farrell in at twelve as and ten? Farrell, <laughs> two places <laughs> for Owen Farrell. Uh, that's where I'm. I like to go. Um, Brad Barrett's played very well. Cause Peter Beetham's an outside centre. Outside, yeah. Roberts has played pretty well, but not not, not really very much. And he kind of didn't play until Christmas. No, and, I, then, and then he played from Christmas till January. Let's, when he let, had let's leave twelve blank and and tell us. Unless we're going to have two Orion Farrells. I go with two Owen Farrells. Currently two Owen Farrells. Yes. Uh, uh, right. So outside centre then is it Daly? Is it Beetham? I would I go with Pete, Daly. Would you? I would. Yeah. Although Beetham's been hell of a player, yeah, I'd be tempted for. I think Beetham. I'd be tempted for Beetham, uh, and because he's played the majority of the season as well at Leicester in in what was uh, initially a bit of a mixed when it, the England players were away and there was injuries, a bit of a mixed back line. Would his teammate Vianu get on the wing? Uh, probably. Yeah, and the other wing being Wade Piatal, who uh, played I, most. He's played most of his rugby for Wasps on the wing. He, uh, he's done a bit of both, hasn't he? He's played. He only played five games at fullback. Has he? Mm. There's no way I'm not having Wade, Wade in that team. He's had three months out, and he's second in the in the try scoring list. He did, apart from that game, he scored five tries in all other games, and then six in one against Worcester. <laughs> he's well, only on eleven tries. Still, I think you got have, you got to have Piertau in the in your, in your team. Piertau yeah. fullback definitely. What about Alex Good? Yeah, he's been so Pier, good. Piertau on the wing. Why don't you put Alex Good to ten? Farrell to 12. <laughs> there we go. Got everyone in. <laughs> All right. At Rugby Podcast, if you agree, disagree, want to give a shout for someone that's maybe in your team or someone you, you believe in, let us know and we could uh, make amendments next week for the ones for what we've done Just the, uh, wrong. The, the other mention on the wing who has been in a misfiring team but has still played superbly, Rocket Aguni. Oh, yeah. The same probably <gasps> to be said for done? Bryce Heem started the season on uh, fire. Yeah. Hang on. For Worcester. Hang on. Will there's, Addison's been there's, great. There are yeah. far more pressing matters to uh, attend to right now. What? Have you seen what they've done at Bath? The hoops stand? Uh, no. The Bath kit. I have, I have seen the Bath kit. So they've. Uh, right, okay. No, I've not seen this. Uh, uh, no, I <laughs> What have they done? I mean, they had beautiful... I mean, it, they had hoops. They changed some of the seats in one of the stands to say hoops uh, in, you know, as a mark of loyalty to Stuart Hooper, who, who was playing his last game for Bath. But also, I think it was just a nod to how rugby kits should be done, just simple hoops. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, you say that, but that was what they played in this what weekend. What is that? What, what is that? Is that? What is it? <laughs> it's offensive. 
Is it I'm, I'm is it a one off kit? Is it a charity no, kit? No, because they tend to release their kits. Oh no. No, 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 this is a, a one off this is a one off kit. Oh thank this is God. A, there's like um oh. It looks oh. a bit like Saracens yeah, kind of with the fade like from Western one colour to when another. They first fade. Started. I think it's like a help for heroes. Oh that's okay then. Kit. Because t- some teams like Newcastle United, I'm sure Bath did it. They released their kits. On the last week of, of the, the regular, of uh, regular uh, season. An interesting one, because Help for Heroes and Rugby have a really quite a long-standing and big relationship. There's a lot of charities, gen- war charities, that really, really don't like Help for Heroes. Really? Because, because they're such as this focal point, they absorb most... They or, take 90% all, of donations. They take, they, yeah, take, like... they take most of the donations towards that, and there's lots of... Um, long-standing charities that have... Yeah, have... The, that's that's quite a common phenomenon in charities. It's like uh, breast cancer, for instance. A lot of other tra- charities don't like breast cancer because it takes away from heart disease or whatever else it may be. Oh, no, no, this is this is all for veterans and, and yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. existing charities. And like, some... There was a big controversy with, and the, the, well, with, there's, with there's, a- ALS as well. Because ALS, you know, the water yeah, ch- challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's raised far more than it's ever, but ever a, has before. But then there's controversies over how that money's being used. And is it being used as? as oh, well, if well, is, is there a, is there a sort of commercial entity to it as well as the charitable well, if, entity? If, if you want to find a charity which does very little with uh, the money it gets, according to the charity commission, uh, have a look at wooden wood, um, wooden spoon. Apparently, most of it goes on goes on goes on champagne and hospitality, which is exactly why I give my money to wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, my kind of guys. I think we'll move on. I've got so, a rug. I, 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 shall I? Should we just have a little? Sorry, go on, Phil. Well, what I was going to say was. The uh, Bath Canterbury kit, Canterbury might have got something. Well, it's a good cause. Yeah. Um, maybe not the most attractive kit we've ever seen, but it's a good cause. Just want to quickly mention uh, a huge, huge thank you to Canterbury this week. Um, we ran a Six Nations League uh, a few months ago now, <laughs> the most popular Six Nations League in the world, the best, the single best Six Nations League in the world. Uh, yeah, 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 the best performing, as in the most, the the, the players. All, of all players in all mini leagues, it had the highest ag- uh, average. average score. So we are the most. We are collectively. That's you, and that's us, and that's everyone else listening. We are the most informed rugby group in world in world rugby. Although JB, JB did bring the average down. He did. No, no, I didn't. I, oh, I did you not? Play. Oh, not this year. On oh, no, other years. Maybe you. that's why we got top spot. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I never but, play fantasy rugby. But we previously mentioned that uh, James Maguire. Uh, Top the league, which was mightily impressive, given that he beat me by eight points into second place. Oh, I thank. Oh, all right, okay. As um, a, can I just say, as a charity kit, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Canterbury, for providing the prize for um, James. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. We didn't. We <coughs> kind of meant to organise something, but actually didn't organise something, and got in touch with Canterbury last week, and they said yes, absolutely. And so James has got. Uh, 150 pounds worth of stash of his choice nice. from the Canterbury website, and that is some mighty fine oh, stuff. If they've got any Japan shirts, get one of them. You yeah. Definitely get one of them. Do we have a Japan, Japan shirt yet? Has that yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one for the rugby dungeon. Right. Um, I think you should go to second place in the uh, HSS Fantasy League. Really. <laughs> uh, what, yeah, what about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, I've got a quick game of rugby social. Uh, oh, very good. Play. Oh, hold on. Shall I fire up some sound effects? Sure, yeah, you go for that. And this is all concerning Mike Phillips. The What we told you <laughs> a few weeks ago, um, w- Neil Fissler listened a few weeks ago, and then... Uh, and then good <laughs> really, old Fiss. <laughs> I loved is he going to come on the show soon? I loved it. There's, there's Egg Chasers listeners uh, who tweet Neil Fissler, and w- when Neil Fissler goes, <laughs> we told you about Mike Phillips a couple of weeks ago in the rugby paper, <laughs> saying, uh, actually, I heard that on Egg Chasers about a month ago. And he goes, <laughs> okay, well, well done them. I don't listen, though. <laughs> he gets really uppity about it. Anyway. Uh, and he does listen because he's told us. Um, <laughs> Next time he does that, because you know he's got his little thing that's called, his little section of the paper's called the Fistler Files. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> I'm going to tweet Fistler's Boring Grill. I think I'm going to tweet him to. <laughs> think I'm going to tweet him to say it's a pity you don't listen. We are at the Egg Chasers Ruby Podcast are all Fistler Files. Yes, exactly what we are. Fistler Files. Uh, but it's all it's all concerning Mike Phillips. I've been keeping an eye on Mike Phillips Phillips's Twitter activity and rugby players and Twitter. They love it. Um, so I've got a couple of. Um, Oh, I've got Excuse a Mike. Me? I've got a Mike Phillips one um, to ki- to start things off. So, first question, Phil and JB. Can we hear that? Nice. Yeah, lovely. Wow. No, the right or wrong. That's fine. That's fine. That was loud enough. Put it on. Oh, okay, you just have it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Much better. Yeah, that's good. 
What an awful sound. It won't stop. It won't stop, Tim. <laughs> it won't stop. Just let it run out. Just let it run out. It's fine. So, Mike Phillips. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Big Sexy. He's bringing Sexy back to, to, to the UK shores. Mike Phillips retweeted an article about his French adventure. Did the picture in this article show A... Mike Phillips in black tie and a James Bond pose. B, Mike Phillips in underpants. Or C, Mike Phillips with a mystery woman. (laughs) All classic Mike. uh, Yeah, I've seen dozens and dozens of pictures of Mike Phillips, of all of those. There was an Um, article in the... I'm going to say... In a Wales um, newspaper, and it had a picture of Mike. What was it? I'm going to say James Bond. James Bond. I'm going to say... Un- underwear, because recently he's been making a big deal that he's an underwear model. JB, you're right. <sighs> it's underpants. It was him and a load of his teammates all in pants. Oh. I will add. Get in. Uh, yeah, and also, being in France, uh, Stad have done that. It's kind of a very French thing yeah. to do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, next question. Um, we go from Mike Phillips there leading things off to Kelly Brown. And after Leicester City won the Premier League earlier this, well, last week, um, Kelly Brown claims what was a bigger sporting shock. Was it the Miracle on Ice in 1980? Okay, not that. I'd was guess. it Notts Forest winning double European Cups in the whatever that was? Whatever it was. Brian Clough, yeah. 70s. Yep. Or was it Daniel LaRusso winning the All Valley Karate Championship oh, that's uh, a good shout. in 1984? I mean, that really the, was unexpected. Yeah, it, under the tutelage of Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Oh, Valley. <laughs> You're going for Daniel LaRusso? Um, no, I'm going to go because it genuinely is a bigger upset. Uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, I have been reading Soconomics book recently, as I've mentioned, and they frequently cite that as... They uh, went up from the, the old second division to the top division, first season won it, and then the next two years won and then defended the European, European Cup. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, they frequently cite that as like one of the most unbelievable things, particularly given the limited resources they had as well, like financial resources. So I'm going to go for that as well. Uh, I'm sure that was the biggest shock, but I threw that one in as a curveball. Um, <clears throat> Kelly Brown said it was Daniel LaRusso. Uh. Daniel LaRusso winning the All Valley Karate Championship <laughs> in the 1984 movie um, <laughs> was, a, was a bigger shock. Oh, I knew that as well. I knew it. Kelly, Kelly Brown was also. Um, we didn't mention the Army versus Navy game at Twickenham the other week. The biggest amateur, biggest selling amateur match in rugby, and um, Kelly Brown was helping the Navy <clears throat> coaching wise. And oh. uh, and he, there's, there's a video of him doing the round. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Of him doing the Baywatch song in the changing room afterwards, which is quite a good. No, he seems like serious. a good bloke. Uh, right, final question then, and it's James Haskell. How did James Haskell recover from Wasp's win? So he's tweeted something in the last 12, 24 hours. Yeah. Was it one, chilling with the ones and twos DJing? Two, hope it going for a drive with Chloe to for a cheap meal takeout, or was it three, a recovery session vid? which he's now dispersed through his media channels. Recovery session vid. I'm going to say a spot of DJing is just the kind of thing that Haskell would do. Do you know, like, uh, there's one thing being, being on radio, because that means that you've actually made it to a point where people want to pay you on a, on a daily basis, much like you, Tim. <laughs> well, but there you, is Tim. no job which is less cool, which is more cool when you're a kid, 
then club <laughs> DJ. One, wanting to be a DJ. Oh my god. I, ni- 19, cool. 32, not so cool. In fact, uh, really not cool. Well, let's have a look at James Haskell's Twitter account and see what the answer is. <laughs> Oh, the there he is <laughs> Any man who in his house labels. it's daylight outside it's just him with his phone recording himself that's so awful of course it is he's a grown man it'd be cooler if he was putting together a train set <laughs> <laughs> he does a little dance in a second hold on here we go no he's serious as well <laughs> oh, no. oh, we love you, Hask. Me and GV are head in hands here. <laughs> <laughs> that he... was, so who, I don't even know who won that. Phil won. Phil won. Yes. Phil uh, won. I, think it, I think it was one all, wasn't yeah, it? But uh, I'll take the win. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. What a was, great soundboard. That was Rugby Social. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so on to Wasps then. <sighs> I just can't believe James Hask. Go on, on to Wasps. Wasps 38, London Irish 12. Yeah, pretty much um, regulation. As you'd expect. As you'd expect. Yeah. No, nothing to see here. Did anyone watch any of the, any of the Pro 12? The, oh, well, just uh, briefly, we'll get back to the Pro 12. Okay. There's, talk, there's talk that Matt Simons is is off to Wasps. Oh, really? Oh, no! Northampton stop. also Everyone are interested. Stop. What? What? Wasps hooker is leaving rugby. Ed Shervington. To do what? Uh, oh, I, I know the I know the, the answer headline. to this one. It's uh, to is, is he? He's not the whiskey one, is he? No, no that's no, Custer. That's Custer. Yeah. I mean, what a week for for rugby players leaving the game. By the way. Yeah. What's whiskey we... and uh... West End? He's, he's oh doing, yeah. He's going to the West End. Going singing. Singing in the West. Well, wow. I assume singing. It's not a dancer. <laughs> Maybe he's a dancer. Just behind the scenes, <laughs> a prop prop guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a stage runner. <laughs> yeah, stage hand. <laughs> there was a, I, I forget the name, and if if you recognise this and can remember, but in New York, in Chelsea, in New York, and I forgot when we were out there. I completely forgot this. It's only when I got back that it's I remember. Someone singing. No, there's this, no. There's, there's an ex Sale Sharks player who runs a coffee shop. Oh really? What? In- Cusseter is going his whiskey whiskey and fine wine and ale store. Do you know where it's going to be based? No, nope. it's in the states somewhere, isn't it? It's Los Angeles. Yeah. No, that sounds like a life, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Just how is he going to make all his? What well, is he going to make his whiskey out there? Or uh, no, no. To be Scotch, you have to make it in Scotland, don't you? Uh, yeah, but you can make whiskey in the United States. You can do, but it's not Scotch. I, mean, I, it, I assume he's playing on. Co- I assume he's playing on the Scottish thing. Yeah, that would make sense, mind you. Can. Oh, who knows? I think Ed, Ed, Ed Skirvington, however, is a very interesting story. Who who would have thought? I know. I know. One of many players that are uh, hanging up their boots. Um, so there's a Sale Sharks player based in, in NYC. I can't remember. He's, yeah, he's an ex-Sale Sharks player. Wow. English fella. And I, one of my friends said to me, oh, you must go to this coffee shop. Because yeah. you'll appreciate it. I chatted, yeah. I chatted to this guy. He 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 heard he heard my English accent. Said, "Where are you from?" I said, "Manchester." And oh, I lived there. Got chatting, and he was a uh, used to play for Sale. Wow. I'll remember his name. But if you know, then remind me at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Um, y- you mentioned the uh, um, oh, I've completely lost my chain of thought there. Uh, what was oh, we mentioned Matt coffee. Matt oh yeah, Matt Simon's wanted by Wasps and Northampton. Right. Okay. Oh, is that right? Northampton need to replace uh, Matfield. Yeah. Who hangs up his boots at the end of the season? Uh, yeah. has hung up his boots now oh well yeah has, yeah all done um, and Wasps will just want him as a kind of squad player I would assume yeah. unless you see more in him than that and he hasn't really done much this year over the Irish so I, they've, I've, they've got I've, good options Wasps they've got, got good options I think he is a potential international lock do you but, uh, but well potential but he's come over with a lot of Having been at the Chiefs, who you know mm. have done so well over the last couple of years, and I don't know what I've seen of him this season, and also other things off the field, which yeah, we yeah. won't go into. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would just say this about um, about him. I suppose looking at Wasps' options, they've got two relatively similar guys in Bradley Davis and Launchbury, who are more enforcer types, and after that, it's Gaskell. Gaskell so I mean, I think Keenan Mile. Keenan Mile's yeah. been really good this season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he could he could fit in there. I think he'd be a better fit. For, I think he'd be a better fit for Northampton. Simons and Day would be a good combo. A lot. And the laws. laws. You got laws. Yeah. I think you got laws as well. But these, yeah, well, I suppose these England players miss so many games, don't they? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, Pro twelve, you mentioned. 
Yeah. What um, about what about your Ulsterman, Phil? Yes, fantastic win on the road uh, to score however many tries they did in the end. Uh, superb, superb try from Trimble. Oh, um, that was an awesome. We talked about him like looking yeah. sharp and back and forth the other week. I, I saw this game. The Ospreys were all at sea. They they really were. And the the, the worst part. Sorry, sorry, this, sorry. Stop. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> I watched the whole game. Oh my! Wow. I, know, I thought I'd give it a go. It was good, wasn't it? <sighs> Ulster were good. Ulster, Ulster, Ulster are good. I mean, I think it was a game where Ulster was, was so much better than the opposition. Ospreys were in it for a little bit, but the big difference is when Ulster needed big plays, they got big plays. So Ospreys are hammering da- da- down the door. Ulster just turn it over. Uh, Ospreys didn't look, really look like much of a team. They looked like a bunch of individuals that had been thrown together. And furthermore, let me just be very clear here: Ospreys. An osprey is a black and white bird, right? Every year, the new incarnation of the Osprey's kit gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> like red and yeah, pink. red. Where did red come from? Pink. <laughs> we had gold. Uh, the one that they yeah, wore gold. in the European Cup had like um, Tron-style um, webbing, got over, like blue webbing over white and gold. Uh, what else have we had? We've had all sorts of purple. Can we, seriously, can we get involved in designing kit? Because I, I, well, I, th- I would think we would do a really good job. Yeah. I, I, I think the Osprey's kit is just a, pro- a product of like where they're from. But it's almost like um like who who is that rave um brand uh, James team? Haskell no uh, <laughs> DJ you know, Geo, rave DJ Goy whatever they are oh Geo Goy yeah them it's yeah. like they have got like a five percent stake in all the Ospreys kits <laughs> and they just trim them out <laughs> they're just they're just pitching it at the South Walian clientele I, I think that's kind of uh, it goes well go go well goes well with um, fake tan if we ever if, fake, yeah fake, fake tan, tan and, and vitamin S and um, <laughs> and a sleeve tattoo <laughs> sleeve tattoo nothing if goes we, better with a sleeve tattoo than your Ospreys top <laughs> if we. Uh, <laughs> If we ever did get a contract to design a kit, then I'd want to make sure me, <coughs> me and you were there, Phil, because otherwise I reckon it would. <laughs> JB, say, JB would design boots. a cotton one. Oh, it yeah, would be heavy cotton. Cotton with the big patch square number on the I'll back be, sewn in. I'd be sending them back because when they're wet, they, they weigh less than two kilograms. <laughs> send it back. Uh, um, yeah, anyway, well, so the game. That, that game. So Ulster have now secured top four. Yeah. And we know they're going to play Leinster at Leinster, who they beat two weeks ago. Uh, albeit that was a, a, uh, at the, the Kings fan Ravenhill uh, and we know that Connor Glasgow is a repeat of this week's fixture where Connor won at home yeah Ulster I'm I'm a little bit worried I'm not very confident because I think their backline is superb their backline can play and beat just about anyone I think their pack particularly the type 5 is a bit lightweight uh, against Ospreys when it was a slightly weakened team it didn't really matter they could get parity up front and the backs can do the rest against Leinster I think they'll struggle up front the mm. backs won't get any ball they'll be getting back football I actually I th- as much as I don't want to say it I think Leinster are going to be favourites going into that game but if it for whatever reason starts to break down a bit I think Ulster have got every chance of doing oh, it every when it, chance when it breaks down some of the broken field, field runners like Trimble like mm. Gilroy uh, like Marshall and Payne and McCloskey and and um, you just named the whole backline. Basically, Cave, the whole yeah. backline. Paddy Jackson, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cave if he comes on. Uh, Stuart Alden when he came on, uh, scored a superb try. The Hobbit. I mean, Luke Marshall, I think, is a very a very tidy player. I'm surprised he hasn't had more appearances or any appearances from what I can remember for Ireland. I think he might have had a few uh, a few years ago, but not many. He had uh, concussion issues, didn't he? Mm. And let's just uh, let's just give a mention for players knowing the rules and understanding the game and being smart and streetwise and Chris Henry that try uh, which <laughs> Reese Webb will be kicking himself he should have known better than that yeah, should yeah. need an international yeah. scrum half who, who's probably at this right at this moment in time if you were picking a Lions team he'd probably be your nine very close to he should know better yeah. than to know that if a ball Crosses that or touches the try line, it's there's no offside line and it's in open play, even if it's in the back of a ruck. Start it down. Yeah, I heard. Is this true? You can't knock on behind your own line in the dead ball line. No. Is, is, that, is that true? No, no, nope. I don't think that's true. I, I've, I've never tested it out. Uh, uh, I actually have tested it out once. I, I once uh, went to receive a kick, a, a missed penalty uh, that I was to the side of the yeah. post and went to catch it and not, dropped it and knocked it on. And was that a knock on? They, they gave a ref gave a five really? meter scrum. There you go. Um, that, that's a hell of a mistake what, to make. What, yeah. Get what, away with three points and end up giving away seven. What do you think um, Jonathan Spratt said from from the stand when, when he saw Chris Henry go, go for the For what? For what? How would he say it if he was uh, just a little sadder because they were losing? For what? 
<laughs> How about recently heartbroken uh, after his girlfriend dumped him? Forward. <laughs> but fair play, good, good on you, Chris Henry. I like it when there's when smart players get rewarded. I like, yeah, I like the street intent- streetwise players. So again, like the when when teams don't defend a, a driving mall and one player will run round the back and just pluck the ball out the back of a mall. I love yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I love the reaction to that. So if the team who has the ball recognises it early enough, and they the, the guys in front of him can just part, and the guy at the back just sprints through. Yeah, yeah. On a, on a I've seen that work a couple of times. I think I've seen the Chiefs do that in um in Super Rugby. The Chiefs are probably the, most, the probably the smartest team in all yeah. of rugby. Yeah. So again, well, we can get into the talking about the playoffs a little bit more. Uh, just one more, one yeah, more yeah. Pro Twelve result. Did you see the Zebra Dragons result? Yes, I did. Uh, Zeba hammered the dragons. Absolutely Absol- hammered them. <laughs> Absolutely cut loose and destroyed them. I'd say Four, it forty-seven twenty-two. The the, uh, the the Pro Twelve table is a sad sight, particularly for you know if, if you've got an interest in the Welsh teams, which I generally haven't. But you know they, the reason why is because of the utter heartbreak that they just provide you week in week out. At the end of the season, we've got I think one team in the. In the Heineken Cup or whatever it is now, yeah, Champions European uh, Champions Cup, and then it's two Italian teams at the bottom, and then it's three. Uh, I think it goes three Welsh teams, or at least there was no, one point. Edinburgh have now slipped, slipped to break down. All uh, right, so have Cardiff Blues jumped up. Cardiff Blues, yeah, Cardiff Blues have actually overtaken Ospreys now after their terrible start. They finished really strongly. It was almost like Cardiff. you you love a good perfect hoop shirt. It was almost a perfect like hooped. Pro yeah. 12 league with diff- all the different teams <laughs> in bands, perfect bands. I mean, yeah, going back to the Welsh regions, it's like it's like returning back to like a dem- you know a abusive relationship. Uh, you, you come back and it's still it's just still the same, and you don't want anything to do with it. But they're starting to get their players back from France. <sighs> that will help. Well, who's who, who's left over there now? I mean, there's no one really left over there that had once. I don't think uh, half penny, half penny, and that's it. I mean, Charles uh, has gone to Bath. Davis is Davis is coming back. Charles is coming back. Mike Phillips is going back to, to Sales. So they're, sale, they're only going to get two players back, and the region should be concentrating on getting the young players through. So I'm going always... to Claremont, isn't it? Is it uh, Aaron Jarvis? Yes, it is. Yes, the that's pro- right. Yeah, I wonder if they were looking for like the coach Lee Jarvis for Merthyr or someone. <laughs> the uh, the more I look at Sale Sharks recruitment for next season, the more I think they're really smart in what they do because they've gone for well good players, and you could argue some of them are journeymen. But actually, they've gone for guys that aren't going to be taken away on internationals, and I think that's the reason Sailor sat in sixth, and they finished that off with a with a with a win that we expected them to get, and Quinns losing as we expected them to. Uh, just look at Quinns versus Sale, and the the difference between why one is in sixth and one is in seventh is because Quinns have England players, Sale well, have no England well, players. No, that's, no, that. no, no, that's no. it. That yeah, is it. Until more. until February, we were saying Quinns would be top four. They were they were top four. They beat Saracens, and then the internationals came, and, and they, they, they lost five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but yesterday they had a whole complement of internationals. They okay. did, but their season. And I can tell you right now that backline that they've got has got no spark in it whatsoever. Everyone bangs on about Nick Evans. He's very fast. He's not a tremendous playmaker. The only person making oh, any plays yesterday was uh, Winston Stanley. Winston, Winston Stanley, Stanley did look good. That's uh, that was the only guy. Roberts is Roberts. He just goes forward. Um, I, I just I don't. Actually, think against Irish, I, I saw like they just their backline was electric for, for much for that first chunk of the season until they lost all the internationals. They were super. They were on top four. And, four I tell you what, Austin Healy made a tremendous point, and I don't often say that, but this is a really good point, which is their their fronts, the front five are lazy. I mean, their their, their front row. Their two props don't do anything outside um, uh, outside of scrimmage. Carl Sinclair finishes tries from forty five meters. <laughs> <That is> that, <laughs> two in two weeks. That, yeah. is, that is true. But you compare them to that Exeter pair, who might not be quite as good at scrimmaging, but they work so hard. Oh, I think Will Collier has come on massively. I think it is a blow having Lambert starting so many games because yeah. Marl has been away on internationals and then banned yeah. and then banned again. Uh, I mean, I will say this about Lambert: his scrimmaging is pretty good. He's a yeah, big old yeah, boy. Yeah, he is. But just returning to the point, if yeah. I were a director of rugby, I would actually really question whether it's worth for all the, the the talent you get out of them when they're there. Whether actually you're you're better off buying doing Steve Diamond type signings where you know they're not going to trouble the national team, but they're just they're, they're sort of good enough yeah. to be a top six Premiership team. But yeah. next, next assuming season, that's what he's doing. But yeah, I think he, I think he is doing that. But next season, it won't have as much of an impact. 
because you're well, gonna no, you're no. not gonna have the the breaks in the prem. It's only this season it has had such an impact. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but last season did they come fifth or was it sixth again? No, they were. De- they, they, uh, they're not in the. They weren't in the Champions Cup this were year. They were they not? They? No. Was it year before they were in the Champions Cup? Year, year before, before yeah. yeah. And the year before that, they only just uh, avoided relegation. That is that that is true. Uh, yeah, sorry. The reason I mentioned Quinns is because in the back of my head, what I want to say about Sale is they are a very creative team. Uh, they run good patterns. They've got good backs. And I think they create an awful lot more, and they're an awful lot more skillful than Quinns are. Uh, I, I don't. I, 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 what, I, watch again. I disagree. I, I think that Quinns team yesterday were already on the beat. Here's well, a fact. Sorry, here's a fact for you. The, 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 the Champions Cup or the Danny, Cipri- Danny Cipriani kick, kicks more out of hand than any other fly half in the Aviva Premiership fact, fact that is a go. fact so I just think uh, Sale play smart yeah they've got they, they, they've they, got good pack. they win yeah. all their they win all their own line out and scrum Danny Cipriani kicks them into the right positions and then they play simple patterns yeah and, yeah but just go well. back and, and look at the scores and look at how they're beating teams it's not what you'd expect like defence 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 and then steal, steal a point they are outscoring people I mean, they they outscored Leicester well, at home, who are renowned now for playing this. Th- their season game. their season's now over. They got sick. The world done to them. Let's talk about Europe this weekend. Then we've got two finals to look forward to. We do, we do. Uh, when is when are the finals? What time are they? We've got is it Friday night and and Saturday afternoon? Yes, that's when they usually yes. do. Yeah, Friday night, eight pm. Montpellier Quins. Yes, in uh, both games are in Lyon, aren't they? Yeah. So it's more Don't of they? a more of a home game for. And Mont- of course, Montpellier. now there's. Uh, right, the purist in me doesn't want to even talk about. Oh, this gets you qualification for Champions Cup because actually, I just um, the purist in me just goes, "You've got a chance to win a trophy, yes. and, and that's more important." I I almost don't like how much it's being spoken about. That all oh, this will get top six, <laughs> like that's more of a prize than yeah. a bit of silverware and the memories of that. Yeah, uh, I think the players will be thinking primarily on. Silverware, yeah, uh, yeah, winning the trophy. The only thing, Connor sure. O'Shea, the, the, the phrase he's used more than any other, like in the last three months, is I want to see Danny Care lift a trophy. I want to see Danny Care <laughs> lift a trophy. He's, uh, I want to see Danny Care lift a trophy because his arms are so short. How's he going to get? He's going to be in the way that? of his face what's for he, the pictures. What's the background? Just because he wants to win a trophy, or because he feels Danny Care really want? Well, because really Danny Care's captain the team this year. Yeah, so. Okay, um, hasn't Danny Care won a Premiership before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's because he's captain the team. Cap- this year. Yeah, right. Um, so both both Quinns and Montpellier were on the uh, end of quite big losses. Mm. Uh, so Quinns obviously hammered, well and truly hammered by Exeter, who were superb. Montpellier trailed to uh, La Rochelle and got beat very comfortably, thirty six ten. Yeah, I have no idea what happens in in the French league because sometimes you read out results to me and they just don't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> and that would be another one I mean I don't know anything much about La Rochelle but I do know a little bit about Montpellier and they have a, mo- a monstrous team presumably Montpellier have taken the opportunity to rest a few players you would think uh, yeah because you would think Montpellier are very very good they are how do you see that one going then I, th- I think I think it is going to come down to that Montpellier pack I, I think it will do I think it will do as well just being given Montpellier- too much heat they're currently second, sitting second in the top 14, ahead of Racing, ahead of Toulon, ahead of Toulouse. Oh, good God. Uh, so, and Mar- Marla's back, which will help. The interesting thing, in the so these two are in the same group in the European Challenge Cup this year, and the home and away fixtures were basically mirror scores of each other. It was kind of 43-12 and 40 points to 10 uh, home and away for the, for the home team winning both. Mm-hmm. Um but Montpellier slight home advantage they'll have all their players fit I think Montpellier are going to do this I, I agree with you I just Quinns are going to have to be as sharp and as clinical as a cornerstone ra- uh, razor <laughs> oh, wow. blade oh wow <laughs> the the Vadim Kobolash Co- of uh, of, sha- of shaving products if there's one the thing Vadim Kobolash will be taken to France with him uh, oh, you know, it, more so than his rugby experiences that he's picked up at Sale Sharks, where he's gone from a very average, not Premiership quality, to one of the best Titans in the league. He's actually he's going to go to France. They're going to say, "Tell us about your time in England." Well, I learned all about cornerstone razors from uh, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast boys. Exactly right. So uh, yeah, as you know by now, if you've been listening for a while, Cornerstone are big supporters of the podcast, and we love them because the product is brilliant, and so many people agree. And if you want to take up the offer that loads of other people keep telling us week after week after week that they're really enjoying, it's ten pounds off your first order. And for your first order, 
which will basically be free or you know a couple of quid you get your free engraved aluminium perfectly balanced shaft and that feeling of that shaft in your hand i mean i actually just to check that they were the same i actually had your shaft in my hand the other day didn't i phil you did to me and you you, and you had jb's in your hand <laughs> and, and jb had mine in his hand yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's important to know isn't it yeah it is important to know they were all identical perfectly balanced perfectly balanced so if you want to get your free engineered shave um, from this mail order raising, uh, razor and shaving company. Mail order raisin co- company. Ra- no raisin company. company. <laughs> they're all going to hit the big bucks. Right, write that down. Get onto sunmade <laughs> raisins Monday morning. Uh, right, cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers. Get involved. You can try it. At obligation free. Uh, if you don't like it, get rid. But you'll have your free engraved shaft anyway. And uh, but we think you'll like it. So. Or egg ten at checkout. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. If you do, if you do want to get rid of it, if you do sign up and then want to send it back, uh, World Rugby have been on. We're now obliged uh, to put you through a head injury assessment. Is that you, right? If you want to send it back, just to make sure you've not had a major, yeah. major head injury. You're right. You're right. Um, I, 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 I just giggled then, but you're right. It's a serious matter. It's this. very serious. HIAs are no laughing matter. Definitely so not. Clearly, they're, they're especially not for shaving cuts. And the thing is, it's one of those you, you may you may be desperate to you, you know you may think you know better, but actually, yeah, if you are returning them, there's clearly something that needs to be checked out. Exactly. Quite right, Phil. Safety first. Exactly. We've got a duty of care, Tim. Uh, the other final, then the big one. The big one. <laughs> oh, I don't know which way this is going to go. I, I I I hope I hope so much at Saracens. It, I just feel that they deserve it more. They've, they've done everything the right way. Uh, and also, I think, tactically, they're going to be far more astute than anyone that Racing have played previously. I think they're going to know exactly what Racing bring, and I think they're going to have the skills to outdo them, providing that they're not outdone first by Matt and Odenko. That, that, that's the only thing. I think an early score from Racing will probably finish Saracens' early doors. But if they can keep it close, I think Saracens will beat them. Dean Carter's Rissing 92. Dean Carter versus Owen Farrell. That's one of the big matchups. It is. That we're going to see. No, um, no, it's Machinode's much Rissing 92 because he is, he is the real star. Yeah, he's, he looks good. He's great. He makes some tick. Great. He really does. Well, where do you see the other like, like matchups? Again, you... It's pretty amazing. I want Saracens to win from the point of view of their, well, their English team, obviously. That'd be great because one hasn't won in a long time. As our Pro 12 listeners, do constantly bring it up when JB's having a pop at the Pro 12 and maybe we give more coverage to the Premiership. A lot of people point out, hold on, when was the last uh, English winner of the European Cup? 2007, Wasps. Yeah, Wasps in 2007. That's a while ago now. It's about time we're due. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it would be a, an amazing way for Charlie Hodgson... Jack Berger, I know he's not there. I know Jack Berger won't He'll be travel. playing, but um, but just the guys that are leaving and the sort of dynasty and the, and the setup that Saracens have got. And also, I think about it. I look at the Saracens team that we're playing and likely be playing. And you go, and we talked about him earlier, Petrus Duplessis, a guy plucked out of the championship, playing in a European final against the mega buck front row of Racing Dean Carter's Racing ninety two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think they've done it the right way, though. I mean, they they use solid. Um, Accounting, uh, creative accounting. Yeah, yeah uh, accounting. Uh, or most of the lads are like young academy lads. I mean, yeah, there is a, a smattering of superstars in there somewhere, but you know, the real stars are Cruz, Itoji, mm. um, you know, lads that they've actually bought, um, well, Farrell, uh, lads that they bought through the system. And then the way that they play is so smart, it's so calculated, and there's so much time and effort gone into producing this uh, Saracens team that I think it'd be a real shame if they don't do it. I'm going to predict Racing 92 will win. I'm going to go with Saracens. I think I want Saris to win. Yeah, I really want really want Saris to win. Um, I saw an interesting article or an interesting conversation on Twitter uh, this week that was talking about Saracens who've got one of the worst tackle completion rates in the pre- of Premiership. What? And it was talking about uh, why this is. Oh, is that <laughs> Gustard's philosophy? Well, it's yeah, it's it's on the kind of out to win blitz defense so they'll get up and they won't the first man won't always make the tackle but because they've fl- flown off the line they've, they've gone as quickly as possible they've put the attacking line up under huge pressure and it changes their shape and they might get feet on the first guy but then they're swamped by guys 2 and 3 and although they're going to miss more tackles man on man 
it's a more effective or it, uh, it, they concede far fewer points than anyone else so it's a more effective defensive because, strategy well Racing are the best defensive team in in the top 14 and they've got almost exactly the opposite approach They're, everything that, that they do is like a very steady but hard drift well what I was going to say was um, on that point it's okay do, using that tactic against some of the premiership teams where there aren't electric players all over the back line but where you've got someone like Racing and you've got boys who can make yards and can beat people and exploit gaps and play intelligently if they do get that half chance. Like Quinns did when like their Quinn's, back line did well, switch when they beat When they beat them. Like yeah, Wasp like Wasp did. did when they hammered them. Um, that tactic might actually lead them to come, come unstuck or it could completely smother them because Racing might not have uh, encountered that. So it'll be very interesting to see exactly how that blitz defence works and whether they actually do use it as aggressively as they always do. Well, but, I suppose it, it depends how much effort Racing have put into their attack. I know that sounds really stupid because you assume lots of effort. 100% right? effort. But the reason I say that is sometimes I think teams that have the luxury of just buying the best players don't put in as much effort into the actual structure of their game and the patterns and all the rest of it. And I think a lot of French teams fall victim to this. You certainly see it with Toulon. There isn't any kind of um, you know, fancy overall strategy. It's one-out rugby, and then we'll rely on the skills of, skills of everyone else. Yeah, the, the natural skills rather than the yes. team, whereas Saracens are the other way around. It's, it's all about the team rather than the individuals. That was a very good little bit of analysis there to look out for. I'm, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, That's good. Him. That's good. But my prediction... Oh, I love how it's, tight it is to call. It's so tight. I'm going to say Saracens. Yeah. Come on, Saracens. There we go. Although I think it's a toss of a coin, to be honest. Might I, even wear my, um, I wouldn't want to put any uh, any money on this. I might even wear my Fez head shirt for it. Oh, I think I'll be wearing my uh, egg chasers. This will be a discussion for next week, but what's also happening in Lyon, as well as the finals, is... Um, what's the word? The Like, World Rugby's... Uh, like an AGM type thing, oh, okay. but they're talking about the potential new global season because there's lots of ang- there's lots of arguments between countries. When you look ahead a couple of years, there's no fixtures in the calendar because the All Blacks want more money for coming up to the Northern Hemisphere and the amount of money it makes for the RFU up here. What they, would you they, said no? They want some money. They're talking. They want the June summer tours to be moved to July. Uh, but the obviously the Northern Hemisphere teams aren't happy about that because it'll mess up with their their, their, rest their season and their rest yeah. period. So there's a lot of there's talk of a next season probably we're going to see a World Club match between the Super Rugby champions and the European champions. Yeah. Um, and there's talk about a World Club Championship happening every four years on a bigger scale. So there's wow. all sorts of things being talked about, but all of it's at the moment meaning they're playing more rugby and there's there's guys from the RPA in England as one saying we're going to in fact Christian Day the player representative on the RPA said you know we're not we're really not happy about this about what's being talked about so there's a lot of talk to be done good it's probably good fodder. good off season yeah. chat yeah. we can have about that but also keep an eye out on some articles that will be flying around about that this coming weekend because they're all getting together in Leon all the all the big players to uh, have a little bit of a natter about that uh, good pod boys yeah Cheers, great pod uh, oh uh, stat backer your winner um, well we're still waiting. So there was four chaps who won, uh, all finished top on equal points on last week's um, last week's Statbacker. Statbacker have contacted all four of those and put them into a private league for this weekend's fixtures that have just gone. So we're still awaiting, as as we record this, we're still awaiting the confirmation of the official winner. All right. We will t- probably tweet it midweek and we'll definitely have it for next week. All right, Super. nice one. At Rugby Podcast, find us on Twitter. I'm, I'm going to get back to my uh, Stuart Barnes Smelling a Roses book. I'm gonna start have you, have you read any yet? I haven't read any yet, no. So I've, I've just read the, the foreword by uh, TV chef Keith Floyd, obviously. Ledge. Uh, who apparently runs a restaurant bar uh, in, in the centre of Bath. That, uh, well, he would if, if he wasn't dead. Oh, sorry, who ran. This was uh, in... 1994 this was written <laughs> uh, that Stuart Barnes while he was still a, uh, an England player an international used to go and uh, very knowledgeably drink and talk about wine I could only imagine how painful that would be <laughs> um, right let's get out of here come on yeah alright cool let's, uh, so we will we, if you want to also buy a copy of Smelling and Roses by Stuart Barnes for 1p on Amazon you yep. can join in after in fact, a little rugby. You, you yeah. can you can read uh, Keith Floyd describing uh, 
describing Stuart Barnes as a combination of James Dean, John McEnroe, and Bob Dylan. <laughs> Look, just around the first picture I flicked at. Oh, wonderful. there's loads of pictures. There's a picture of him with uh, Nelson Mandela. Oh, there. Is, that, is that is that the time when Stuart Barnes? Um, Dismantled apartheid. apartheid yes, yeah. I, I think it is. <laughs> I can't wait to read this. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, right, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Thank you very much. Tell your mates, and we'll see you next time in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye.